Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That is C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also, you can find my regular agent's take column at cbssports.com. Uh, this week, we're going to be taking a look at two things. It has Jimmy Garoppolo's time in San Francisco come to an end and a potential interesting dilemma, the Dallas Cowboys could have at quarterback. First, let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the 49ers are the walking wounded this year. They are 4-5. Uh, playoffs look remote. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, their starting quarterback, um, suffered a high ankle sprain early in the season, has re-injured it, and is out indefinitely. Uh, does not need season-ending um, ankle surgery. Uh, could come back later in the year. But Garoppolo potentially may have played his last game for the 49ers. Um, When Garoppolo was uh, traded uh, from New England in 2017 at the trading deadline for a second-round pick, he had five very impressive starts um, after the trade in the season. His contract was expiring, so the uh, 49ers were going to put a franchise tag on him, but were able to get a deal done um, that February. He signed a five-year $137.5 million contract, um, averaging $27.5 million per year to make him briefly the highest paid player in the league. Uh, hard to believe that there was once upon a time that the, uh, not too long ago, less than three years ago, the highest paid player in the league wasn't even making $30 million per year. Now, the 49ers did something pretty smart and unique in structuring his contract. They had a ton of cap room at that point in time. So, they gave him a contract where he had an unusually large cap number. His 2018 cap number was $37 million, the first year of the deal. That was almost 35% more uh, than his average yearly salary. That also gave the 49ers a ton of flexibility with Garoppolo. And what they did at the time was, instead of sticking a lot of money in signing bonus, they only gave him a $7 million signing bonus. They stuck $28 million into a roster bonus, which is the third day of the league year. It was guaranteed for a skill and salary cap. At the time, the injury guarantee kicked in five days after the uh, contract was signed. And that $28 million counted all in 2018. So that's why um, his cap number was so large in 2018. It's made the cap numbers in the rest of the contract, much more manageable given the size of the contract and has also given the uh, 49ers maximum flexibility with Garoppolo. Now, what Garoppolo has left on his contract, he's got two years, 2021 to 2022. supposed to make 25.5 in 2021 and 25.6 in 2022. Now, um, something interesting happened with his contract um, because of last season. He's got a $24.1 million base salary in 2021. 7.5 of that is now guaranteed for injury. It wasn't guaranteed for injury when he signed the contract, but had the potential to become guaranteed for injury. Now, what happened to make it guaranteed for injury is Garoppolo uh, participated in 
of the regular season plays for San Francisco offensive plays. Had to do that, hit at least 50%. He did that, obviously. And the Niners had to reach the conference championship game, which they did. They went to the Super Bowl. And Garoppolo had to play at least 50% in the playoff games preceding the conference championship, which he did. That triggered a $7.5 million injury guarantee. Now, with the ankle injury, the in, if the, his ankle injury isn't serious enough where the injury guarantee should come into play. But if the season goes the way it looks like it's going to go for the 49ers, because of the injury guarantee, they shouldn't put him back on the field, in my opinion. They're 4-5. and five. Exercise uh, extreme caution. If you look at their schedule, they're probably going to be 6-8 and eight with two games left in the season. They, they're facing a potential three-game losing streak. Saints, Rams, Bills next. Then they play the Washington football team, Cowboys, two winnable games. So that's what's going to – that could get them to 6-8. and eight. They close with the Cardinals and the Seahawks. They could end up 6-10, and 10, even if he does play. So I don't know. I, if I'm trying to keep all my options open with Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not putting him on the field if we're not winning games. And if you're not winning games, that means that his potential replacements on the roster, Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, have not been good. Mullins is currently the starter. He was benched against the Eagles. Um, he's going to have to do a lot better than he did against the uh, Packers on Thursday night if he's going to state his case for why he could potentially step in and be the starter for Garoppolo. Because the thing is, once the 49ers are healthy and they've had injuries, you name position, they've had an injury at that position this year. Next year, they're going to be right back in the thick of things to be a uh, – contender. One thing we do know about Garoppolo is um, he can't carry a team, but you surround him with the right pieces, then you give him a running game, a strong defense, you can go far. Possibly win a a championship. But if the Niners want to move on, they can. um, Via trade or releasing him. And I think it'd be most likely a trade. And if they do uh, try to trade him, there's going to be $2.8 million of dead money uh, for the 49ers. Just the way the contract is structured, because they have $1.4 million of proration of the signing bonus in 2021 and um, 2022. Now, let's say Garoppolo doesn't play the rest of the year. Then his cap number is going to be 26-4. He's got the per-game roster bonuses in his contract, five, uh, 50K per game he's active. Then it's going to be 26-4, be the cap number, say he doesn't play another game the rest of the season. Whether they trade him or release him, they're picking up uh, $23.6 million of cap room to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo in, in the scenario I'm talking about. So where would you go? Uh, where where would What could you get for Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade would be the better question. Now let's look at, let's look at some recent quarterback, uh, veteran quarterback trades. When the Bills traded uh, Tyrod Matthew to the Browns 2018, for him to be the stopgap starter, end up with number one pick and drafted Baker Mayfield, he went for a third-round pick uh, after Teddy Bridgewater signed with the Jets 2018 um, training camp to pave the way for Sam Darnold to start, not everyone looking over his shoulder. They traded Bridgewater to the Saints for what was a third-round pick. Alex Smith, uh, when he was traded to the Washington Redskins, I'm not the Redskins, excuse me, the Washington football team uh, from the Chiefs, he went for a third-round pick. And cornerback uh, Kendall Fuller, picking a player. 2019, 
Joe Flacco was traded from the Ravens to the Broncos for a fourth-round pick. Um, Nick Foles, during the offseason, uh, traded from the Jags to the Bears for a fourth-round pick. Compensation that the 49ers might want to try to get back for Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade. Might want to get the second they recouped. Try to recoup the second they gave up uh, to get him from the Patriots when he was an unproven commodity. I don't know if they can get a second for him, but these recent trades suggest that they should be able to get a third. Now, who might have an interest in him? What's team which rings a bell, which could have the interest in him? Where he came from originally, the Patriots. Now, a ton of cap room for next year. Cam Newton isn't making a great case for him to be the long-term solution at quarterback this year. The second-round pick New England's probably going to have will be fairly high. That would be higher than what um, San Francisco actually uh, received. I mean, uh, the, the Patriots received for him from San Francisco because they went on a winning streak at the end of that year. So it'd be a third, most likely, um, to go there, to go to New England. I'd keep an eye on that scenario. And then who would come in and be the quarterback if they decided to cut bait? Because this is a team when healthy is right there in the mix. The guy which would be the obvious candidate, Kirk Cousins. But Kirk Cousins is under contract uh, with the Vikings. That was a guy that everyone thought would be Kyle Shanahan's first choice to be quarterback. But instead, uh, they traded for Garoppolo. Because uh, at the time, Cousins was playing on a second franchise tag, wasn't going to get franchised a third time, and was not going to sign with the Washington football team. So it was pretty much widely assumed that Kirk Cousins was going to sign in free agency with the 49ers. That opportunity was uh, foreclosed when Garoppolo, uh, when they traded for Garoppolo. Cousins is not look is not having a good football season. He's turned he's throwing interceptions at uh, an alarming rate. They're now relying on Dalvin Cook and taking the game ball out of his his hands. They're they're supposed to be in the mix for the playoffs, but they're not. Cousins has two years left on his contract, two fully guaranteed years, twenty one million dollar base salary, then a thirty five million dollar um, base salary. So if the Redskins not the Redskins, excuse me, I need to quit saying that the uh, Vikings would welcome probably the opportunity for someone to take uh, Cousins off their hands. He's got a $31,166,666 uh, cap number next year. Now, if they traded him, they have $20 million in dead money. They would pick up $11,166,666 in cap space for him <laughs> by taking having someone take him off his hands. Now, the question is, would Shanahan still want Cousins based on what we've seen this year? If so, he's not gonna. You're not gonna give up uh, the same pick that you would give up that you would get for Garoppolo to get Cousins, the way he's playing. And Minnesota probably would not be looking for the same compensation, or probably want someone just to take him off his hands, take him off their hands. So that might be more the uh, Nick Foles, uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, compensation uh, where uh, it's a fourth round pick. And since he has a $21 million salary, although it's fully guaranteed, and you'd be picking up $23.6 million in cap room, you still net out in the short term 2.6. So you'd be ahead. Now you'd have a $35 million cap charge in 2022 for uh, Cousins as opposed to having 
27 for uh, keeping Garoppolo. <laughs> but that's one thing I might keep an eye on. Because then, um, what would be your other options? What are you going to do, trade for Sam Darnold? <laughs> Who, uh, if the Jets get the first overall pick, um, then he's expendable. Uh, another old uh, Shanahan quarterback, Matt Ryan, is less feasible. <laughs> Because of the way his contract is structured, uh, it's got a cap number of forty million nine hundred twelve thousand five hundred dollars next year. If you were to trade him, then that the dead money, given the timing of the trade, which would be before the draft, would be forty four. Would be over forty four million, close to forty five million. So no, that's he's he's not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, so what are your other what are your other options? Jacoby Brissett, his contract's expiring. Uh, if Jacoby Brissett were really answering Indianapolis, Philip Rivers wouldn't be there. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick to come in. I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo. Tyrod Taylor can't stay healthy either. <laughs> um, this year was a fluke accident with the uh, in in uh, the pain-killing injection where uh, the shot didn't go well. Because you're not going to be in a position for uh, either the top two quarterbacks, uh, Justin Fields or Trevor Trevor Lawrence. So if you're going to go rookie, you might be in a position for, for Trey Lance maybe. But still, this is a team which is in a win-now mode, has the pieces uh, to run it back and get to the Super Bowl again. Um, with the right quarterback. So let's stay tuned and see what we could have happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. The Dallas Cowboys sit one and a half games out of first place in the NFC East, the worst division in football, but seems like they're light years away from making a playoff uh, push ever since uh, Dak Prescott had a season-ending um, ankle injury. Uh, the surgery went well, no infection. Um, the Cowboys immediately came out and said, almost immediately, that he's their quarterback of the future, and they anticipate putting a franchise tag on him again next year. Well, um, this year's franchise tag for Dak Prescott is $31.409 million. It's going to be a 20% increase um, off of that tag for next year. So to tag him again in 2021 is going to be $37,690,800. Now, the game Andy Dalton started um, against the Cardinals uh, before the concussion, he didn't look like he would be any threat to Dak Prescott where it could be a Tony Romo situation where uh, he loses, Prescott loses his job like he did to Tony Romo. And they're starting Garrett Gilbert at quarterback this week after Ben DiNucci's uh, unimpressive NFL debut against the uh, Washington football team. Uh, it'd be a upset of major proportions if they could somehow knock off the undefeated Steelers today. <laughs> then the rest of their schedule, given that they've been less competitive than some of their division opponents, um, they literally, they realistically could end the season two and fourteen. Granted, they still have to play the Washington football team, the Eagles, who are have the inside track to win the division, and the Giants. The Giants have been a tougher out than Dallas. At least they've been competitive. Gave Tampa Bay fits on Monday Night Football, 
but this schedule, they could be 2-14. and 14. Now, if you're 2-14, and 14, you're going to have a pretty high draft pick. There are two quarterbacks this year that people would seem to want. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, the presumptive number one pick, Justin Fields, um, second quarterback would be taken off the board. Now, the Jets 0-8, they're probably going to end up with the first pick, Trevor Lawrence. Now, question is, number two pick. Jaguars have one win. Giants probably going to win more games or being a, end up with a uh, lower pick than um, Dallas. So what if Dallas is sitting there and they're right in striking distance for getting Justin Fields or they end up with the number two pick for Justin Fields? Then Dallas has a lot of quarterback options that you never thought would be um, possible. Do you... Uh, you could auction off Justin Fields to the Jaguars or someone and try to get a boatload of picks and try to rebuild your roster that way um, where, where you're able to uh, fill in your holes and build around Dak Prescott. Or let's say uh, you wanted to go the cheap route because the best way to build a roster with talent is to have a low-cost quarterback. Say Dallas ends up in a position where they could get Justin Fields, or they're right there and they have, or they have the pick. He falls into their lap. You, you stick it. For, you don't let Prescott walk for just compensatory third-round pick in 2022. So do you put the franchise tag on him still, and then auction him off to the highest bidder? Uh, presumably, you'd be able to get more than two first-round picks for him, <laughs> uh, because if you have Laramie Tunsil going for more than two first-round picks. You have Jalen Ramsey going for uh, two first um, and a fourth. Then you have uh, Jamal Adams in his trade going for more than that. Then what's a quarterback who looks like uh, this year that he was much improved? How much would he go for? And then who could you auction him off to knowing that they're going to have to pay him as well? So that would be an interesting scenario for Dallas. If, if they end up in a position where Justin Fields falls to their lap, or let's say they're number three, uh, they're right behind the Jaguars. Now, it would be tough, but would, you, would, he, would Jacksonville even be interested <laughs> in um, giving not taking Fields and then going for veteran quarterback? Maybe Dave Caldwell would think about it if he still is employed because at some point he's on the hot seat and would have to go. Or Dallas could potentially get to position to leapfrog Jacksonville uh, if Jacksonville can win some games, which is highly debatable, <laughs> um, to get in a position to churn the quarterback, go for the young guy. Um, odds are none of that's going to happen. It just kind of popped in my mind. thought it might be interesting to look at. Um, but I suspect that if Dallas somehow ends up going 2-14, and 14, has, is in the second draft position, that as tempting as it may be, just because trying to trade Prescott logistically too difficult, <laughs> uh, they might auction. They probably auction off the pick and then roll with Dak and ended up making him a forty million dollar per year quarterback. Because the thing is, um, he's probably improved his leverage being hurt because there is no viable backup behind him. So if you thought you're going to have to exceed the Deshaun Watson deal, which averages $39 million per year if he hadn't gotten hurt, 
leverage hasn't gone down. You're going to have to do it on a long-term deal anyway. Um, and that would be part of the reason why you might want to try to move on from him if you were in a position to get Justin Fields. But anyway, that that's uh, something, uh, a far-fetched scenario most likely, um, improbable scenario, not, maybe not improbable, but one which uh, unlike, which I don't really foresee happening, but thought it might be interesting fodder. But anyway, that wraps up uh, this week's uh, Inside the Cat podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, um, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L, and also have a regular column at cbssports.com, Agent Stake. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll have another edition next week. Goodbye.